Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's the Wi-Fi Password, uh, a beautiful, beautiful podcast that we come together to just encourage and to uplift. We are a student-based uh, podcast, as I am just one of three, um, what are we, student ministry workers. Um, my name is Joshua, as many of you know, and who I'm with today. Introduce yourself, guys. Hey, everybody. My name is Tate Dozler, and I'm almost 25 years old, and I've been in youth ministry for going on four years now. Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Andy Kiandriva. I'm the middle school director at Calvary Monterey. I am 24 and one-third years old. Um, yeah, I've been doing middle school ministry for almost five years. It's good stuff, guys. So we are hailing to you uh, out there who are listening from the beautiful Monterey Peninsula. Kind of still in this uncertain season. Uh, we are shelter in place, day number 13. And, uh, you know, our president uh, a couple of days ago put out uh, the new order that we are going to be basically here till the end of April. So this is uh, just a, continues to be an interesting season, but we are committed uh, as a youth ministry staff and just as ministers for the gospel of Jesus to just continue to encourage and to put these podcasts out five days a week, um, along with our teachings and, and our connections through Instagram, just to encourage. And so... Um, as we get started, uh, I want to just give an encouraging word um, in the book of Proverbs so that, um, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at right now in this season and just with following the Lord. And so in Proverbs chapter 30, uh, verse 7, the writer says this, two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needed for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. And, you know, in this season, you know, Andy and Tate, you guys can feed into this too. But, you know, in this season, I just, where there's so many things I don't have control over, um, where we had this amazing youth ministry calendar written out and in one fail swoop, it was taken away um, in a lot of, a lot of ways. Uh, there's just a lot of things I don't have control over. And so I'm just really trying to focus on being content and to have an intentional like heart of thankfulness uh, in this season. And there's, you know, that proverb uh, just reminds me that like God, like God, don't let me have too little where I complain. God, don't let me have too much where I forget how much I need you. But just keep me on that straight and narrow path. Keep me in that center line to where I just trust in you. I know that you're providing. And I know you love me. And so. That's just kind of where I'm at. Hopefully you find yourself in there and hopefully you can be encouraged by just that contentness and 
So what do you guys think about that? Any, any words to add to that? No, I think you said it well. I've been, like I've said a few times in Philippians and that last chapter, Paul writes, you know, in whatever state I'm in, that he's content. And I think that is a huge part of learning how to continue in faith is to be content in all seasons. And the way that we get there, like you said, is through a heart of gratitude and thankfulness. And that's not easy to be grateful. It's not easy to be thankful. It's much easier to complain and be negative and to let our emotions and feelings lead us. But um, Christ calls us higher, right? He calls us into a place of um, contentment because people are watching and they're, they're looking to see how we're responding in this time. And so if we can have that heart of contentment, if we desire that heart of contentment and then seek it out through gratitude and thankfulness, um, we'll continue to be lights for the kingdom of God um, and show people how to do hard seasons. And you guys know that I'm always like, I forget what I called myself at camp, but the suffering <laughs> valley or something. But really, people... <laughs> Um, I think people just realize that I'm, I'm trying to make students understand you students who are listening that our Christian walks aren't going to be easy. And this is just a small taste of what could be in your life. You know, like right now you're not even, some of you who are listening aren't 18, so you don't have the weight of maybe paying bills at this time or, um, you know, putting food on the table, those sort of things. So maybe the weight of this pandemic isn't fully on your shoulders, but hopefully you're seeing like the, just the season of where not everything's happy and go lucky and not like Josh was saying, everything on our calendars we're getting to do. And so you have the choice to make in your faith walk right now to go higher with the Lord, to go deeper with the Lord and to choose um, that contentment and that grateful heart. And it's hard for me to do as a 24 year old right now. And it's hard for Joshua to do as a pastor and who's been married for, you know, almost 10 years, I think. And it's hard for Andy to do as a person who's been out of school for a little bit and on his own. And I mean, he had like this huge trip planned. So I'm sure Andy can talk about being content, but it's, it's not easy, but this is like what our walk is all about. This is what faith is all about. So it's a good word. And it's a word we need to, I think, think about every day. Yeah. I would, I would add just like, for a quick minute there. Uh, I love what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, where he says that godliness with contentment is a great reward. And you have to have both of those because contentment's a great thing, but it can lead you wrong. Like if you're just flunking all your classes right now and spending like 12 seconds a week studying, but you're like, yeah, I'm content with that. That's not a healthy contentment. <laughs> What we need is a godliness that matches contentment, meaning where you can look to Jesus as your savior. You can look to your God, your creator, the father who loves you and say, man, the, the gifts that my father has given to me, the love that he has for me, that's enough in my life. You know, the other things are great. Of course, we want to have a good society. We want to have good health. We want to enjoy youth events. We want all these things. They're good things. They're gifts from God. But even when we're in a season without them, 
we can be content purely in the love and the presence of our Father. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff, guys. Thanks for those just encouraging words just to add on that scripture. And yeah, it's good stuff. So, um, you know, today's podcast, we're going to we're going to kind of go over a couple of things. But I think first, Andy, you got a question for us, right? You can answer this quickly. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we'll go quick with it. So my question is, if you could have any animal in the world as a pet, but you don't have to be afraid of it, like murdering you. So you, if you pick like a lion or something, we're, we're pretending it's going to be a domesticated lion that you can trust. What animal would you choose to have as your pet? I'm going to go with the sea otter because I just really want something to like cuddle and like curl up with and treat like a baby. So to me, that's like the animal that would give me that most fulfillment. I I would also pick a horse, but I've had horses as like, I don't know, pets. So it doesn't seem as crazy, but a sea otter, I think right now. Sea otter. That's good. They're pretty cozy. I guess their fur is like one of the softest there is. So. They just yeah, they're look so cute. cute. I know, they look so cute. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to say a bear. Just a big old bear. I don't know, maybe not a grizzly necessarily, but just a big, big brown bear. Not like a black bear, but like a shaggy-furred brown bear. So, he just hangs out in my backyard, wrestles with him. Yeah, I wrestle with him every once in a while. And, you know, yeah, that'd be a bear. <laughs> nice. I would go with an octopus. Um, I think octopuses are my favorite animal. Um, it would be hard to find it in your house because they camouflage really well. And they're sneaky. Like, there's videos of this, like, really rich guy who had, like, all these exotic animals in his house. And he had an octopus. And it would open the lid to its tank, climb out, walk across his living room, climb into his other fish tank, steal one of his, like, exotic fish, walk back and eat it for dinner. So you got to watch out with that, with an octopus, but <laughs> I still, I think that would be such a cool pet to have. Well, there you go. All right. Well, there's our question of the day. Um, maybe you can answer that one on Instagram too. What kind of, what kind of animal would you guys have domesticated? Um, but yeah, so just kind of continuing on with this podcast for today. Um, so it's Tuesday and we are excited for our teachings and just our small groups tonight. It's, uh, it's definitely different. Our, this is going to be our second youth group in a row, um, right? Second or third? This is our second. Second youth group in a row. Um, this is our third. Oh, my goodness. Time is just flying by. Um, <laughs> but our, our anyway, this is just another youth group where we don't get to meet, where we don't get to be together physically, but we can continue to pursue the Lord together spiritually. And so tomorrow morning, um, or I'm sorry, today, uh, Andy had uh, uploaded his teaching through uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and then our high school teaching on Revelation chapter six. Uh, and then tonight we'll be going over small group questions and uh, doing our Marco Polo thing again. And so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I hope you students are too. Um, but yeah, we just really want to encourage you guys. So no challenges today, uh, but really just the challenge of listening to the teachings and going through the small group questions and getting connected with your small groups. Um, mm-hmm. You guys got anything to add on to that? Uh, two things. Monday's challenges kind of go over into Tuesday because if you don't remember or you didn't listen to Monday's podcast, Joshua wanted us to watch the sunrise and the sunset. So hopefully you got to do that this morning. If not, 
there's still tomorrow and <laughs> there's still time to go to watch the sunset. The sunset's around like 7.30ish, I think. So you could still do that and then pop on Marco Polo or vice versa. Um, and then to complete a puzzle. So if you did that, that's a lot of fun. And then, yeah, we're really excited about small groups. We, um, it's so great that some of you have even continued to talk on Marco Polo. But um, during this small group time, we want to use the time on Marco Polo to really be about the questions and to um, just dig deeper in the in God's word, just like we normally would. But of course, catching up and having lots of fun um, while doing it is the goal. So I'm excited to see you guys, or at least the girls on Marco Polo. I think we're going to need like a giant youth Marco Polo because I do miss seeing some of the guys. I don't miss seeing Jack at all, but it all the other ones I yeah. miss. So um, I would love to connect with the guys um, in some way, shape, or form at some point, if this is going to go on for the next month or so. But uh, that would be fun. <laughs> I agree completely. Cool. We'll have to see if we can set that up. That'd be a massive Marco Polo. I actually heard of a group, a youth group playing Mafia over Zoom. So maybe Josh, Andy, and I have to talk about how to make that happen, if we can make that happen, or Werewolf, or whatever you guys call it, Waffle. So we'll we'll discuss that after we get off this podcast. But um, I talked to another youth group last night and watched them play, actually, and it was pretty fun. So... Anyways, we miss you guys. We wish we could be in person, but we're excited to be able to still connect with you online. And if you can share the teachings, that is awesome. You know, there's so many, you can connect with your friends that maybe don't, can't normally come to youth group in this time and you can encourage them to participate in youth group. And if you want to invite a friend that doesn't normally come to youth group and they need something to do, you know, invite them to the YouTube page and invite them to um, connect with us through Marco Polo. If you need help on how to do that you can always email us or ask us on instagram and we would love to meet new students during this time yeah absolutely i agree share it out guys leave us a review like just share it all over the place <laughs> i think in josh's head like a one thousand people listen to this when in actuality it's probably like 20 to 40 people <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you guys would make him super happy if like eventually we got to 100 then he would say probably 10,000 listen to this podcast but um <laughs> we love the 20 to 40 of you that listen and we really do it for our students so we love you guys yeah all right well to end this podcast i know we're we're coming up on the time uh one of our competitions one of our challenges was to write a small story or oh my gosh a short story um not a small story, a short story. And so Andy's <laughs> actually going to read the winner and the runner up, I believe, uh, in his very academic um, just um, voice that you just can't forget uh, way of doing it. And so, Andy, I'll let you do that. Then after you're done, man, pray and let's finish out this podcast, dude. Absolutely. So we'll start with the winning story, meaning this is the first place story from over the weekend. And the title of this story is Escape the Citrus by Mary Hooper. So let's read this. Dawn. The mass of orange fire blooms on the horizon like a rose in spring, a stark contrast to the neon yellow mountains surrounding you. As you groggily come to your senses, you become aware of a slight tingling sensation on your tongue. 
Jumping to your feet, you grasp wildly in the half daylight for your damp satchel. Grabbing on your stained hydro flask, you gulp the yellow liquid, easing the growing tingling in your throat. Gasping a little, you empty the remaining contents of your bottle into an old crock pot and start a meager fire. As the damp twigs start to sizzle, you rise to your feet, surveying your surroundings. Being accustomed to the gray-brown sky, you're startled, you're startled to see a flash of blue amidst the haze of putrid gold hovering slightly above the ground. In a flash of remembrance, you recall being a child, running through the grass as you pelt a half-smushed ball at a group of unsuspecting high schoolers. You smile, remembering the shocked yet amused look on their faces. A loud rasping sound from behind you snaps you back into reality. Swiveling around, you gaze into the red, pulsing eyes of a monstrous, terrifying, vitamin C-filled pineapple. You blink, half-thinking, half-praying that this is a dream. The pineapple glares at you with a milk-curdling sneer. Your heart stops as you watch the beastly fruit gulp down the last of your stew, then turn towards you. Inching towards your satchel, your hand stops midair as the monster narrows its eyes at you. Taking a quick breath, you dive for your pocket knife, but your foot snags on a stray vine and sends you reeling towards the edge of a cliff. The pineapple roars, and you stand to slip. You start to slip forward. You cry out, hoping for someone, anyone to come, but knowing it's no use. Each step of the fruit feels like an earthquake, and holding on to the edge of one hand, staring into the harrowing face of the monstrous mutation of agriculture, you look to the sky. The contrast of the pineapple's neon green spikes against the soft yellow sky brings a final smile to your lips. And as your hand falls away from the edge, you remember the last thing your youth pastor ever told you before the world was turned to chaos. Remember, never hold a whole orange in your hand on Sunday. Wow, that was interesting. <laughs> yes, so that is Mary's story. So congratulations, Mary. You are our first place story winner. But along with Mary's story, there's a second one we need to read because it was just so good and it has to be placed on our podcast. So this is the story Aftermath by Ellie Shively. So Tate, you have not heard this story yet, correct? Not heard it. All right. Well, this will be a treat. I love this story very much. Let's read it. As the morning bells ring, I smell what we're having for breakfast. Eggs, sausage, and as always, pineapple. I slowly open my eyes and see the cracked concrete wall above me. I hear the other kids getting up and ready. A stiff breeze comes over me and I put my blanket over my head. No, I think, not another day. But the ever-increasing smell of food tells me to get out of bed. I throw the blankets over and acknowledge my growling stomach. I start walking towards the cafeteria when I feel a hand on my shoulder. I turn around and see Tyler with his little sister. We met, we met when this whole thing started. He's my only friend around here. Ready for some more pineapple, Nancy? He says to me with a goofy smile. I guess I turn around and start walking again. Do you want pieces of pineapple, chunks of pineapple, bits of pineapple, grilled pineapple, or dried pineapple? What do you want, kid? An old man with two missing teeth in the front asked me when I came to the pineapple station. Um, I say, I think I'll pass on the pineapple this morning. Thanks. I see Tyler sitting with some new kids. 
I walk over to him with my non-pineapple breakfast plate. Right away, he tells, tells me who's who and points as he goes. This is Jack, Mary, Jenny, June, and Keanu, he says with confidence, remembering everyone's names. I'm going to get some grub now. You play nice, Nancy, and have fun. I look at them all and then break the awkward silence. Hi, I'm Nancy, I say shyly. After about ten minutes, we all become best friends. I don't know why, but you seem to make friends easier in the apocalypse. Jack is taller than the others and a bit skinnier, but he's fun. Mary has a pair of glasses and is smarter than the others. Jenny is very small and preppy. June has dazzling features with a very bright smile. Keanu, probably older than the others, keeps burning all of us with what he thinks are funny insults. After about an hour, another bell rings. School, I drudgingly murmur under my breath. At this time, all the kids line up in front of the cafeteria and then walk down a cold hallway to the large schoolroom. It's big and can fit about 150 people. In the very back of the room, three people stand on an old wooden stage with old dusty lights. These are what we get for school teachers. Andy, Tate, and Joshua, who are anything but your idea of what a school teacher would be. Kids call them <laughs> the brute squad. Oh my gosh, I'm so offended. <laughs> oh, you, you've seen nothing yet. <laughs> Tate is a 60-year-old black woman with I... long dreads and red <laughs> lipstick. Andy is a 20-year-old man with dark red hair that makes his bright green eyes pop. Joshua is a man in his prime years, 30. His long, blonde hair in a tight man bun and his beard braided give him a tough look. They all have guns, grenades, knives, and they're all ripped. I hear Keanu say to Jack ahead of me, Someday, I'm going to look like Joshua. As all the kids start sitting down, loud sirens go off. The roaring sirens, that means that there has been a breach from the surface. No, I think, not now. <laughs> so great job, Ellie Shiley. I cannot believe she was about to win with that insulting story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks a lot, yeah. Ellie. I'm happy so, hey, about it. I'm going to say this needs to become a weekly part of our segment. So That's continue good. to submit short stories, uh, and we will continue to judge and grade them. If you want to submit another one by Sunday night so we can put it on next Tuesday's podcast, go ahead and do it. But this time, the word that you have to use no matter what is the word garfunkled. I'll let you decide what that means. Uh, it's not a real word, but you have to use the word Garfunkled somewhere in your story. That's good. Yeah, she wrote almost 2,000 words, and I was like, you need to, like, it's like 500 words. So maybe that's just chapter one. Maybe that's just chapter one. Oh, I mm -hmm. can't wait for chapter <laughs> one. Okay, let's pray, and uh, we'll see you guys online today, tonight. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. All right, I'll pray. Father, we thank you so much for your grace and your goodness. Lord, as Joshua shared earlier, we pray for contentment and godliness. Lord, help us to be looking to you, placing our trust and hope and satisfaction in you and you alone in this season. And Lord, as we are in a season that's less than ideal, I pray that we would have contentment. But Lord, on the road to contentment, I pray that we would grieve and process the loss and disappointment that we're feeling well 
Lord, that we would be able to take those things before you and find our hope and our joy in you and you alone. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We pray that you would keep us healthy and lead us through this time. We ask in your name. Amen. 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 See you later, guys. Wash your hands. Yeah. Love you guys. Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.